Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Metropolitan Racing in Victoria this weekend takes us to Caulfield. It's Blettingly Stakes Day. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the program. With thanks to Hogan's family jewellers, just the man to do that. From thepuntingbaron.com.au, Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, excellent. Big day last week at Flemington for those that listen into the podcast and also those subscribers. Nice early start to the day. Yes, we uh, got the day off and running pretty quickly uh, with exploring an Albanian IM winning the first couple of races at decent prices. Uh, throw in some half-price schooners on course at Flemington and, uh, yeah, we're off and running at yeah, big time. But, no, it was a good day and uh, my gem sale was able to end up getting pretty short in the last after a late scratching, but it was quite a dominant winner in the last. To cap off a good day, always good to back the last winner of the day, no matter no matter what the price, uh, to see you out on a winning note. So, no, very good day. Uh, it was good to get back to winning ways. Uh, Flemington hasn't been too much of an issue in recent times. It's Caulfield that's been the issue in the last couple of weeks since this track's reopened. Uh, and a bit of a hoodoo there. I don't know what I've done to upset the... Uh, Caulfield gods, but it hasn't been kind the last couple of weeks, so let's hope we can uh, reverse that trend on Saturday. Yes, let's hope we can do that. We are off to Caulfield, as I mentioned earlier. Bletchingly Stakes Day. Importantly, track conditions, how it'll play. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, um, this track has been a little bit difficult to read, and it's definitely changed as the meetings progressed in recent weeks. It's kind of started off the first couple of races. It's looked as if it's, you know, no disadvantage to be up on speed. And then by the end of the day, it seems they're coming home out in the middle of the track. The last race a couple of weeks ago, there was about 15 horses across the track, it felt like. So, thinking it might be a similar pattern again, uh, we're looking at probably a good four to a soft five. It is a good four at the moment. There has been a bit of rain about Melbourne on Thursday, but probably not enough to impact it too much. And with dry conditions, Friday and Saturday, we should land on a good track. Does that potentially keep it, uh, you know, a bit more favoursome to those up on speed and close to the rail? I'm not sure, but uh, certainly early in the day, I don't think it'll be any disadvantage to be up on speed, but that middle part of the track might come into play uh, later in the day, as we've seen in recent weeks. But, uh, yeah, probably pay to keep an eye on those first couple of races uh, with your wages later in the day. All right, well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. We're going to look at races 1, 5, 8, and 9. We'll go on race book order. The first, Key Clean Handicap, 1,200 metres. This one for the two-year-olds. Yeah, decent race, too. A couple of handy ones uh, go around, and a couple of odds that I like. Robrick, very good on debut at Mowie uh, when cut down by a handy one, I think, in Molly Nickers, who goes around a short price favourite in race four. Uh, Robrick, over 1,200 metres on debut, led them up. Gap the rest, was only just cut down late. Gets first use of that track here to jump on speed. Uh, I think she'll give a side at double figure odds. Uh, number six, Amigo, nothing went right first up. I know the stable's got a big opinion of this horse. Uh, blinkers on, gate one, very sharp jump out since that last run. Uh, if it gets the brakes from gate one, it can improve sharply. And number three, Orion the Hunter, was a very good winner at sale first up at big odds. It's a dominant win. Uh, looks like it's gone up big odds again here. It looks likely to land on speed. Uh, I see no reason why it can't run a race at good odds again. Uh, I was pretty keen to play around the favourites here. Uh, I think Robrick up on speed is going to give you a great sight, and I think you can also have something on Amigo and Ori and the Hunter. 
All right, so that's your thoughts there to the first. So certainly scouting wide. Let's go down to race number five on the program here from Caulfield. And the fifth is the Royal Meeting Early Two-Year-Old Speed Handicap over 1,400 metres, a benchmark 70. Yeah, look, Moveda was very good winning last start, and the form's held up since then. The horse that beat there was Albanian, I am. Very impressive winning at Flemington last Saturday. Uh, I think it's a nice setup here, Moveda. See, no reason. Very consistent horse from the Mar and Eustace camp. Draws to land on speed again from gate four for Maddie Cartwright. Uh, just it's a really nice map for her. She's fit. She's in form. Uh, I think she's going to be hard to beat again. Number 16, Impending Shadow. Gee, I reckon this horse is crying out for Flemington. But it's at Caulfield again. Uh, was a bit unlucky last start. I thought the last two starts, in fact, hit the line really well. Uh, Ollie stays with her here. Uh, I think there's a bit of talent there, around the 9 to $10 mark, expecting that she can run well. And also Versilia, number eight. Uh, this horse is going pretty well. Ran a big race at big odds at Sandown last start after pulling up with an issue the start prior at Flemington. Really nice jump out between runs since that uh, good effort at Sandown. Uh, if you go back and watch that race, please tell me how it lost because <laughs> it looked like it won by a head. Uh, they slow-mo looked like it won by a neck. But the photo finish had lost by a nose. Anyway, we move on from that. And uh, what will help us move on is it can win on Saturday because it's gone up pretty good odds. And Danny O'Brien's stable just starting to find a little bit of form. So think at a price she can run well. Uh, Moveda, the one to beat, uh, but saving on impending shadow. Not to be confused with impending diamond above it. Um, and number eight, Vestilia, in a in a big field open race. But yeah, I think Moveda, the one to beat. All right, that's your thoughts there to the fifth. We'll go down the page. Race number eight on the program here. It is the big screen company, Bletchingley Stakes, over 1,200 metres at Group 3 level weight for Rage, the feature race of the day. Yeah, and look, uh, I think we spoke about off-air before we come on. I reckon I went to a Bletchingley Stakes day many years ago and Apache Cat was beating Harada's son. Gee, I tell you what, there's no Apache Cat or Harada's son to the 2023 edition. Uh, this is a pretty low addition. And I mean, it's a decent off-season race, but for a Group 3 race, there's not much star talent here. I think the key with General Bow might be getting back onto the dry track. He's been running on soft track. He's been running well. He was caught wide last start. Look, there's a couple of question marks with him. One's 1,200 metres, and the other one's how good is Gate 1 going to be by this stage of the day. If that's not an issue... I think he's in form, and I think he's going well. And I reckon he's the one to beat here. I just think he he brings the best form into the race. Hopefully, Yendall can give him a soft run from gate one. If the brakes appear back on the firm track, uh, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat, General Bo. I reckon he's going well this time in at another win. Not too far away. Also, backing number six, it's our time. I mean, you just know what you're going to get with this horse. He's just flying. He keeps, keeps racing well. Um, yeah, he hasn't been winning out of term, but geez, his performance last start behind Nemeth was really good. That horse got away with murder in front there, Nemeth. So I think around the bend here at Caulfield, it may not be as simple as what it was last start. Uh, and wouldn't be surprised based on that if it's our time with a slight weight advantage here can turn the tables on it. Uh, like I said, he's just going really well. Just every time he kind of steps out, it feels like you feel a bit bad not backing him because he's fit, he's honest. <laughs> He's in form, uh, and I think he's going to run really well again. So pretty confident two-bet play here, because I think it's our time can turn the tables on Nemeth. I'm pretty confident about that. And 
I just couldn't have ingratiating after the last day. I thought General Bow was clearly a superior run to ingratiating, and I just don't see where the improvement for ingratiating is going to come, given that normally he's a proven first up horse. So it's not normally a given that he improves into his second up run. Uh, so for that reason, pretty happy with the two-bet play of General Bow in its time. We go to the lucky last. You mentioned earlier it's always good to back the winner of the lucky last. So let's hope we can go out with a bang. Catnash Jewelers handicap, 1,400 metres. The benchmark 78 to finish us off. Yeah, big field, uh, but I think it's a big field with a few battlers in it. Um, for that reason, oh, gee, I thought the top weight, St. Lawrence. Gee, he, looks, he, just, he just looks the best horse in the race here. Uh, I think there's a couple of short price favourites on the day. I think Molly Nickers I spoke about earlier on. Uh, Kim, I think, is another short price favourite in race six or seven, I think. Uh, so, yeah, there's a couple of short price favourites on the day. Vavi is another one. Uh, of all of them, this was the one I was most confident about. He was a super win first up. He was heavily backed. He's obviously come back well. He sat three wide. He was there to be beaten. Uh, I think a couple of people, uh, myself included, a little bit disappointed. Kind of grit didn't uh, get the better of him there as it would have made a big difference to the quaddy result. Uh, I don't know, a good mate of mine had a fair crack at ton of grit that day as well. But the Lawrence was able to 40 and fight him off. It was a really tough first up win after sitting wide. Look, gate two at this time of the day, that's a slight question mark. Um, and he obviously shoots up to 61 kilos. But he just looks better than his rivals. Uh, you know, the second favourite's Cardigan Queen. She's going to be spotting him a massive star. That's the other big advantage for St. Lawrence here. He matched to take up a good position on speed. Uh, from there, I just think he... he, he with even luck, I, I just don't see a lot of these having the ability to run past him. I think if he gets the brakes, if he can get to the right part of the track in clear air, uh, he's going to be too hard to run down. I know there's a bit of 290 at Top Sport earlier on. He's around the 270, 280 elsewhere. I'd be, I reckon you probably start a bit shorter than that. I could see him starting under $2.50 on the day, so... Thought around that 280, 290. Mark, he was a fair bet. Thought he was clearly the one to beat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll make him the standout bet in the last race nine. Number one, St. Lawrence. All right, St. Lawrence in the lucky last. So recapping race one, we're not, we are on number eight, Robrick. We can save on the six, Amigo, and the three, Orion, the Hunter. Race five, the on-top selection is the 10, Moveda. We can save on 16, Impending Shadow, and eight, the Cilia. The eighth, a two-bet play. It's two general bow and six, it's our time. And then in race nine, it's a top weight number one, St. Lawrence, to finish us off. What is the best? Uh, yeah, I think you can probably tell from uh, the, my voice, that pretty t- my voice, which is really lovely. This, this is take two of this podcast after I had a coughing fit the first time around, but we've got through this time. Uh, let's say we get through to the last so we can have a good bet and a good win on the best of the day. Race nine, number one, St. Lawrence. All right, we'll have to be patient. Lucky last, race nine, number one, St. Lawrence is the best of the day. Puntingbaron.com.au, as I mentioned, jump onto the website. You can subscribe today. So, so we pick out uh, the best each week to preview on Racing Nation, but all of Shane's selections updated and finalised there on race day and up for those that do subscribe. So how do people go about that? Yeah, so head to the website, puntingbaron.com.au. .au. Subscriptions start from just $6 a week. Uh, you can sign up for the whole year, which is 159.95, which works out to just be three dollars a week. So as you said, we obviously preview a few a select uh, amount of races on here, but there's also plenty of other bets up on the website uh, for Caulfield. Maybe not a hell of a lot more on Saturday. It's a pretty skinny program, uh, but generally there's plenty of other bets uh, 
throughout the program. Uh, we've got a couple of big meetings coming up. Cross Harbour Cup's only a couple of weeks away. And obviously the spring's not too far away. I think it's only two weeks to the Ori Star, which is kind of one of those races which signals the start of the spring horses coming back. So a great time to get on board, start following the form through the spring. Uh, go to www.punningbaron.com.au to check it all out. Yep, that's the website. Jump on there, become a baron today. Hopefully we can find a few winners this weekend and that covers us for uh, the subscription for the rest of the year. And if you subscribe for the year, it'll take in, obviously, all of the spring carnival, which is coming up. You'll take in the summer carnival, of course, which is headlined by uh, racing up this neck of the woods at the Gold Coast into autumn, into the winter carnival. You get plenty, actually. So if you think about that, it's really? year-round. So it's, yeah, yeah, you know it's, it's 12 months from when... And that's really It's 12 months from the day you subscribe. Correct, that's it. And it works out, I think, yeah, so weekly, $3 a week. So it works out to be around, yeah, I think it's around 13 uh, around uh, $11 a week, $11 a month. So I think it works out to be, so I'd see the maths off the top of my head. So a bit under $11 a month. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. No, it's more than that. What is it? It's 15 times 12. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I've had a mare here. It's $14 a week. There we go. Jeez. $14 a month, sorry. <laughs> so what is it? $14 a month, I think it works out. Let's just keep it to $6 a week. 159.5 a year, which works out to be around $3 a week, which equates to around $14 a month, by the way. Jeez, I really made hash of that. I've had, I've had a bit of a mare today, haven't I? Jeez. Coffee fit take one, and I don't even know what I'm talking about, take two. I haven't even had a drink today, either. <laughs> No, you're right. Look, I've cheated. I've jumped on the old calculator. Was it $159? 95 So divided by 12, oh, that's about $14. Oh, for, oh, sorry, I forgot the 95 That's important. $159.95. No, that, that's my point. 95 divided by 12 $13.32 for $13.32. Carrying. So yeah. Yeah. Round it up. $13.33. $13.33. Nice synergy. Three's a lucky number for some, I guess. Can't go wrong. What yeah. great value. What great value. This hasn't been my finest five minutes on this podcast over the journey, I don't think. Well, let's, let's hope we can find a few winners and then all will be forgiven. That's the plan. Exactly. That's the plan. Right. <laughs> exactly right. It's a location. I did it from the pub last week. I'm doing it from Ocean Grove Beach this week, so... The views nice. You might have to go back to the pub next Thursday. <laughs> well, we we can judge that on hindsight. Can the judge of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll see how we go. It is a good weekend of racing. We're looking forward to it. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program, and hopefully, we've helped the punters find a few winners. Let's hope so, guys. Have a great weekend. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 